When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You're just what you want. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 75. The show is live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation is also your home to many great series and shows featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can follow the shows, Andy Campbell shows specifically, at AC Footy Show, at uh, the various platforms and social media pages. If you want specifically just football, and uh, if you want a bit of everything, then follow Ace Podcast Nation, and uh, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel. The uh, the links to which all are in the description below and the post credits at the end of the show. Uh, just as we wait for everyone to join the chats on the various platforms, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports for all their support as usual. Black Diamond Sports is a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the globe. For more information, visit their social media pages and their website. The link's in the description underneath this video and in the closing credits. And as usual, but never underappreciated, we thank Bespoke Financial and Don Ralston for sponsoring the show. And uh, here's a quick word from them. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. 
Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yes, big thank you to uh, Bespoke Financial, of course, for sponsoring the show. Uh, they specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. So uh, joining me to talk the Skybet Championship and more. The goal collector, the fox in the box, the king of the Millennium Stadium, the over-40s legend, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Andy Campbell. How are we? How are we doing? I'm all right, buddy. I cut off right. there a, minute, a little bit, so I couldn't hear you when you were when you. Sorry, I was giving but, a dramatic, dramatic pause, mate. I couldn't hear. Um, oh, what a week, by the way. What a week. Loads of stories, loads of even more shenanigans. Plenty of goals. Um so yeah, I think there's, there's plenty to talk about. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, and now a plus Fergie sound will be enough this week, to be honest. Well, that's it. So uh, I've got a bit of time this evening, actually. So we could go over if we were feeling naughty. Not that that will go down well with my wife, I'm sure. But there we go. <laughs> um, so as usual, mate, we'll start with any other business where we talk a bit of everything before we go into the the games and the performances of the week. Um, I don't know where to start. Do you know what? I'm going to start. We'll start with the the positive, so to speak. I'm not going to start off with a rant this week. So we'll go with. Um, I know you'd like to discuss. I wanted to discuss it on Monday's show. Uh, Alan Tate. I'll let you go. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm all for passion. I'm all for um, people showing passion from the touchline. But there's there's going too far. And there's going too far. And that was outrageous. You know that. Um, we're talking about players coming off at half time. What's the what's the worst thing what could have happened in that game? I watched the the highlights of the game, the extended highlights, and it, it, yes, it was a little bit of a niggle. There was some um, late tackles and some uh, some some few naughty challenges happening, but nothing major, nothing which warranted somebody to grab hold of a, another professional by the neck and throw him on the floor. Um, I've not really heard anything since from the FA of how they're gonna how they're gonna charge him, but I just thought it was a it was just an outrageous decision and. I look at it from another point of view, side that you know, I mean, not from the Birmingham point of view, that it was out of order. If I was his manager and I was his chairman or I was his player staff, would you not say it was out of order? Would you? Would you think? Do you think it's funny? Do you think it's clever? I'd, listen, and I'm not. I'm not saying this just because it's Swansea. By the way, people might think, oh, here he goes. You know what I mean? He's anti-Swansea. You know, that's, that's far from the truth. If that was in Middlesbrough, ex-Middlesbrough player doing it for Middlesbrough or ex-Cardiff player doing it for Cardiff, it's out of order. There's no. There's no place for it for me. Oh, mate, we've slated Cardiff players, Boroughs players, whoever. If we'll give an honest opinion, always, good or bad, on whoever, you know, whatever the subject is. Um, so I might surprise a few people here. Um, look, it's bang out of order. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous overreaction. However, one thing I'm not having is uh, I've seen, like, a newspaper article, which I'm looking at now, Alan Tate, Swansea coach Alan Tate, facing potential ban after choke slam on Birmingham midfielder John Terrell. It's not a choke slam, is it? He's grabbed no. him by the he's grabbed him by the throat and yeah, yeah, shoved him away or there's, whatever. There's, there's, there's it's idiotic. Well. Yeah, there's just there's just no place for it, you know. Man. And listen, if he's going to do it, 
don't do it right the side of the pitch. Wait until he's gone, gone out, gone, gone near the tunnel where nobody can see, and it's ridiculous. It, deal with it. Deal with it like two, two professionals. You know, I just it, it just didn't need to happen when it happened. You know that. Listen, there's there's passions, but it's it's a nil nil draw at, at half time with still forty five minutes to go. Is it worth it? Does he does he feel a bit stupid this week? I'm I'm hoping he does. I'll talk, I'll I'll carry on with um, any other any other business. What we were gonna what we were gonna talk about. So um, I watched the Middlesbrough game at the weekend uh, with a thousand people uh, in the stadium, which was great. Great our fans back. I, I do believe they could have could have had more, but then now all of a sudden with with the, with what's going on, uh, the whole thing is getting scrapped, which isn't ideal for football. Isn't ideal with a with a trial thing. I just think we either need to. Hold our horses a little bit and get things set and get things in place, or or we go with it and roll with it. You know that a thousand people in a stadium of a thirty thousand all city stadium is safe. You know, I think we all we all agree uh, that it is safe. But I just think we need to um, uh, we need to understand a little bit that uh, being alive is the most important thing. Being fit and healthy is the most important thing. Yes, but. For me, if they're going to allow people back in last week, then I don't see the difference between doing it next week. The, 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 the second spike is not coming from football. Um, my, my computer uh, just went completely kaput, so you can yeah. see my green screen behind me. I'm on my phone at the moment. I just while it boots back up, but I didn't want to leave you for too long. Um, All right, okay. No, can't do anything about that, mate. Can we? Um, right. Yeah, the, what I was just quickly saying was about uh, Alan Tate, obviously. Look, it, you're one, two games into the season. Like, how riled up can one man be? Like, it's not like uh, it was re- dependent on relegation or dependent on playoffs or finals. Of course, everyone wants to win every game. But, you know, come on, let's face it. There it was, it's nothing. Yeah. And it's there's, there's, different, there's different passions, yeah. And, 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 and there's overreacting from, from people, you know. You know what I mean? And, and the, the, probably the overreaction is coming from... Um, Various supporters around the country, which is obviously always going to happen because it'll always look, always look worse from from the outside. But uh, while you weren't on site, I was uh, I was talking about uh, the Middlesbrough game with, which had supporters in obviously from the weekend, um, and obviously now that we're not going to have any supporters coming in uh, for the foreseeable future um, until obviously the government make that make that decision. Disappointing because I, it's obviously we've only trialed it for a week, um, but from my point of view. I, I, we could have done more, and I still think I still think it's safe. I'm not the, the spike is not coming from football. You know what I mean? So to make that decision and blame football, you know what I mean? When they, when they're still keeping the pubs open, is is a little bit sad for me. Yeah, a little bit sad for me. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. Um, look, in in some ways, it's out of the football authorities. Um, you know, it's out of their hands to a certain degree, isn't it? But but equally, I think if you're opening the you know, you could have this conversation all day about the pubs and the restaurants being open in while they took so long to open things like gyms and whatever else. But ultimately, it's going to be down to the government, not the FA or the Premier League or the Championship or the EFL or whatever. But it's, they gave, we had hope, didn't we, for, for, a, for a week that, you know, it was going yeah. to progressively build up the amount of fans there. And sadly, it looks like that's going to be taken away for the, for the time being. Hopefully yeah, well, not, well, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But the thing is, though, I did say the, the, the most important thing is, is is being fit and healthy. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't believe the spikes come from football. And, and what I what I witnessed at the weekend with Middlesbrough and Norwich, um, just to name the two games, what what, what I noticed and, and and seen firsthand that 
everything was spaced out, everything was safe. So, you know what I mean? For me, it, it can it can still carry on at that, at that level. Yeah, 100%. Um, I haven't got my notes at the moment, mate, so I'm kind of flying off the top of my head. Um, no. So the other bit of any other business kind of fits into what we were just talking about, kind of, with the EFL. Um, there was an article in the Mirror, wouldn't it, which I sent you this morning, yeah. uh, where basically uh, West Ham, I think it was David Moyes and two other players tested positive uh, mm. before the Carabao Cup game, which then meant that you had this situation where the assistant manager's got to take, you know, take over, etc. And so West Ham have asked Hull to, you know, to get tested. They'll, West Ham would pay for it um, and kind of go for it that way. And Hull refused, said they're, they're you know, sticking to the EFL guidelines. West Ham were not happy, rightly so. David mm. uh, Sullivan said, you know, basically, why are we playing in a competition where the EFL is not even testing players, uh, testing teams? Because the EFL have said they can't afford it. I'm pretty sure some clubs can't afford to do you know, multiple tests per week, etc. Mm-hmm. It's problematic, mate, isn't it? I, I, it? It doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? We either we either all in this, all singing off the same sheet and the same and working off the same page, or we're not. You know what I mean? Football is not just Premier League. We've said this before. You know, and I'm not saying that just because we're doing a Championship show, but these leagues filter in. So we've got now we've got we've got um, Premier League sides who now we're championship sides. So are they not now just as, as important? You know what I mean? Because next year they could be Premier League sides again. So, um, and that and that could be these Premier League players who were Premier League players last year. Next year they could be League One players because you could get relegated again. And in, I mean, for me, football is the same. It's the same. If you if you play for Hull City, you play for Leighton Orient, you play for Manchester City, you should be classed the same. You know, I know teams are struggling financially about, about doing the tests, but the tests are paramount because players cannot not be tested and then go and play football and, and, and pass it on to other players. It's just not healthy, it's not safe, it's not the ethical thing to do. And for me, you know what I mean, West Ham are in every right to be frustrated. Um, I did notice that Leighton Orange game in the week got cancelled. They're not playing this weekend, it's been cancelled again. This could be never-ending. So, you know what I mean, because players are going to test positive and, and you know what I mean, players have to self-isolate for two weeks if, if they've been in close contact. But every player will have been in close contact with those players for for over the 15 minutes and potentially two metres distance because just the way the football is, they've been in changing rooms with them, they've been, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a disappointment in the EFL, you know what I mean, that, that, you know what I mean, there must be a pot of money somewhere which can, which can support what, what we're trying, what we're trying to, what we're trying to put, put together because, you know what I mean, at the minute it just looks like the Premier League's running with a different animal um, and everyone else is picking up the pieces regardless who you are and who you, and who you support and, Obviously, we spoke to Luke Chadwick, didn't we, on Monday about um, the difference between the Premier League and, and Cambridge United, for example. And um, you know, he's got a passion for Cambridge United, like like he, like rightly so. He's, he's a Cambridge United fan. Why wouldn't he care about Cambridge United? And, and that's the same as Leighton Orient, Hull City, etc. And I, I just think it's sad that 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 an organisation is 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 ruining it for everybody because of uh, a little bit of neglect for me. Yeah, it is, mate. Um... It's frustrating because EFL has got millions, let's be honest. They've got millions and millions of pounds. Um, so them saying they haven't got the money to test is a bit embarrassing for me. Um, but it is what it is, I guess. But if I, yeah, I think West, West Ham, by the way, right, rightly 
fuming by that because they even yeah. said they would pay for it. Yeah. And Hull basically have just said, no, you know, we'll just go with whatever the EFL says. Um, just a quick interesting comment here. Uh, Rye has asked us what we think about Spurs getting a bye in the Carabao Cup third round. In the EFL Cup, get, getting a bye. I, I don't think anyone should be able to be able to give, be given a bye. I think um, for me, right. Si, I think... Are we back on? Yeah, sorry, mate. This, That's all right. I don't know what's going um, on my computer. For me, Sai, I think I think a team a team who's been knocked out should be given um, a second a second life and should be given an opportunity because I, I don't think anyone should be given a bye for what for, for for other teams' failings. For me, I think you know what I mean. For me, you've got to earn the right, and that's winning games because you could add you could add a, a, add an argument on that that Spurs are playing less games now. You know what I mean? So they're going into a game fresh. I know they're playing in Europe, but that that's because they're successful. You know what I mean? They're travelling so, all around country, but for me, you've got to play games. Yeah, so I, I missed a bit of that just because I couldn't hear you. Um, so basically, if I was right, Spurs got a buy because Leighton Orient had yeah. back, backroom staff and players tested positive and yeah. they couldn't field a team. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, number one, they're lucky that FIFA didn't make the decision because FIFA would have made them play their youth players, which mm. doesn't make sense, by the way, because they all train at the same place and they all mm. train the same club. But that's by the by. Um, no, I don't think Spurs should have got a buy. I think mm-hmm. it's really massively unfair to uh, Leighton Orient to you know to do that. I think it's ridiculous. But it's you know the big clubs, the Premier League clubs, will always always be given the advantage by the FA. They just will. It's just the way it is. It's not the way it should be. But we, how many times have we talked and about the? Um, like the fairness of certain competitions, domestic competitions, I'm talking yeah. about as well. Yeah. Well, I th- and the thing is, I don't, I don't, it's not fair for me that, that the Spurs are getting treated any differently than any other team in the league, and, and, and certainly not anybody who um, who's in Europe as well. You know that it's um, it is what it is. You've got to make the best of a bad situation. For me, that that cup competition, it's, it's not like it's a final and it needs it needs finishing. Just give them time, and we'll catch them up because. You know, I mean, what? Leighton Orient deserve an opportunity. They've had a look, they've had an amazing draw against one of the best teams in the in in the country at the minute. So, their players, by no fault of their own, by the way, that 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 that, that this has happened. So, for me, they've got to be given this opportunity to play the game. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's um, it's, I don't understand that at all. And I know if the t- dates are tight for all the leagues and the competitions because of everything that's happened, but it's one game they could have tried to make it as fair as possible to Leighton Orient and fitted it in somewhere. I just... What, what's happening inside? Are they punishing Leighton Orient? Because Leighton Orient can't play the league game this weekend, so are Mansfield Town getting the points? They're not, they're, they've got to play the game still, so just, yeah. it's still the same thing with the cup game. They're not going to miss the deadline of, of finishing the cup, so just, just suck it up and, and get on with it. Yeah, what, what it does do is uh, Leighton Orient lose out financially. Because even without the fans, they would have got a bit of cash from it, from a TV money. And ah, it'd whatnot. definitely be a TV game. Because you look at the games last night, Lincoln City against Liverpool. It's a TV game because it's, there's a potential of an upset. And it's the same with it now. There's a potential of an upset. It's a London derby. Um, so there's, there's a, there's a, be a huge opportunity. Yes, spot on. Um, OK, so let's get into the into the, the games of last weekend in the Skybet Championship. Um, so we had the Friday night, uh, which was Coventry. Versus QPR, which finished Coventry three, QPR two. You went for Coventry, so you had that. I went for a draw. Yeah, goals uh, galore, goals galore. Great start, by the way. For and 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 this is, I don't know if Sky's just getting really lucky, um, but the the starting off um, 
on Friday nights with some with some decent games. So I'm guessing tonight's game should be a decent game because the, the, they're picking some decent games on a Friday for uh, for various reasons and and rightly so. Yeah, I think so. Um, as Coventry have started well, I think um, I think we mentioned last week that they they've been playing well, um, and they got the results for a Q, QPR. Same as last year, can score, can't can't defend for Toffee, unfortunately. Um, yeah, well, I thought the boy, um, the boy, uh, Mc McFadzian for McFadden. Uh, yeah, I thought for him, for Kyle McFadzian for Co Coventry City. I, I like the look of him. I thought he's a he's a bit of a boy, a bit of a player, really good header from the set piece. Um, he did. He was a great header. It was a great header. To be fair, I, I thought it was the second half for me. I thought uh, O'Hare's goal was was taken really well. Um, I, I thought the penalty was a blatant penalty, by the way, but for me, it was a first, it was a soft penalty to give away. Um, you know, I mean, it could have been very massively avoided. Um, it, and it was, a, to be honest, it was quite a few penalty decisions over the weekend, which were very soft. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think penalties and free kicks and corners this year, there's going to be a, a lot of goals because from what I saw again on Friday night, I'm going to go through some of the other games. People cannot defend corners or crosses no. at the minute, and it's, gonna, it's quite embarrassing. We're going to talk about set pieces, mate. I, I can I can guarantee you, we're going to talk about set pieces. Hundred percent. Well, company great for company though. Side their first win back in the big back in the in the big league, so to speak. And um, QPR pick points up. You know what I mean? They've had their struggles over the last couple of years. They'll, 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 they will pick points up. They've got a good side, um, and but they'll always let goals in. It must be interesting being a QPR fan. Yeah, frustrating. I would imagine, mate, as well. Yeah. You know when um, the boy uh, Dykes who took the penalty for QPR, yeah. what uh, nationality is he? What country does he play for? Is he Scottish um, or Irish? He, uh, he's Scottish. Yeah, yeah he played he for uh, he, play, he, play, he played for well. Scotland against Czech Republic, um, and in the in the previous game against Israel as well. So you know, I mean, he's 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 making a name for himself. He's he's playing international football. So um, QPR notoriously as well. By the way, you look at the. The previous, you've got um, uh, Eze, signed for a Premier League club. Um, John Hugel, signed for a top championship club. So, you know what I mean? They've got history with, with, with progressing through centre-forward talent. Is he, is he the next on the list? Because um, mm. it's, great for, it's great for the players because it gives them that kind of boost. But it'd be a nightmare for a club and supporters because you, you start to have a hero and a, um, and a, and a, and a, and a centre-forward scoring goals and all of a sudden he leaves because he's scored two goals in the last two games. So... Uh, for for clubs, so he's on a he's on a bit of a bit of a purple spell. Yeah. So speaking of players leaving, um, the next game we're going to talk about is Cardiff City, and it looks like Callum Patterson is on his way. I have got to say, I think that is a bad bad decision. Not the first time I've said that in the last couple of weeks about Cardiff's uh, decision making. Um, I just think he offers he offers a lot when he's on the pitch. We talked about it all the time. He's whenever he starts or whenever he plays. He presses from the front and gives Cardiff an impetus that they don't always have when they haven't got the ball. Um, he can also play up front. He could play number 10. He could play right back. He could probably play centre-back. He could play right midfield. And I just think letting him go... Is that the problem, though, Si? That he hasn't got like a position that he's nailed down. Yeah, he hasn't got a set position where the, where the, where the focus is on. For me, Mr. Versat Mr. Versatile, he should be, he should be staying. Um, the only other thing I can think of is is they're trying to cut the wage bill, possibly because of because of money. And the only other thing I can think of is is the cashing in, um, in terms of they're going to make profit. Yeah, but I 
Like, mate, how many times last week did we say that Cardiff lacked um, like a number 10, which he bit can of, fill in for because Tomlin's injured? How many times do we say about Cardiff not pressing and not pushing, like closing down from the top of the field? He does that. How many times do we bemoan the lack of something off the bench to do something or to create something? Yeah. And we don't look urgent enough. All these boxes that he ticks, he cares about the club, which is something which fans enjoy as well. Is he the best footballer in the world? No. Is he a good championship player? Yes. Do Cardiff need to sell him? I would argue probably not. But if they bring someone in who is... Because um, I saw that they were... I'll tell you what then. If they're letting him go or if they're selling him to get Anthony Knockart in, then absolutely that's the right decision. If they're just getting rid of him to cut the wage bill and they're not going to replace him, then I think that's a massive, massive mistake. Because um, I saw they were linked to Knockart today. Um, and he would be a tremendous sign. And he's exactly what they do need. Pace, quality. I know you're a big fan of Knockart. Oh, listen, he, he's he been promoted what, at, London for, uh, at, uh, at Leicester City. He's been promoted with Fulham. You know what I mean? These guys, it's not just a coincidence, by the way. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's extra special. He can he can play on the left. He can play just behind. He can play on the right and cut inside on his left foot. Um, for me, I think it would take pressure off Lee Tomlin. And I think it would be um, such a good thing because we'd have another avenue of attack. We'd have another avenue of... Um, taking the pressure off somebody's shoulders because if he's not 100% fit, he doesn't have to play. You know what I mean? As long as one of them is on the pitch. And if you can get both of them players on the pitch firing, plus you've got somebody on the other side firing, if that's Josh Murphy, if that's Junior Hoylet, um, the, the world's waste of a Cardiff City sign. You know what I mean? So, um, And, you know I mean? You just said there about, about the game at the weekend that um, you fancied them. You know what I mean? You went for them. That, yeah. 2-0 you know I don't think it probably was a 2-0 game by the way I think Nottingham Forest had enough chances to score and I think they probably should have scored um, but I, I was so pleased for Kiefer Moore um, I, I think the, the the way that the goals came around shows everybody in the whole football world that what you've got to do to get Kiefer Moore goals and if you put the ball in those kind of areas and give him exactly what you need from him then he'll score goals because you, you look at the corner it was unmarkable <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't towards him. Yeah. It was in an area he attacked it because he wanted to be there. He had sure desire. Um, the throwing wasn't aimed at him. It was. It was bounced in an area, and he went and, and attacked it. You know, he was the first to it. He, he was switched on, and did the kind of things you don't have to put a ball in the box to aim at anybody. Put the ball in the box, and he will get on the end of it. You know, I mean, you look at the goals he scored for for Wales for Wigan. Um, it's not a coincidence that Cardiff put some dangerous balls and he scored goals. You look at the first game. Cardiff didn't put those kind of balls in the box. He doesn't score. You know what I mean? If, no. if the if the balls aren't going in. He won't score. Yeah, Keeper Moore scores all his goal, goals between the posts. Uh, he rarely you will be banging him in from the you know the edge of the box or whatever. He does score a couple, but um, but like I jokingly um, said on the end of Monday show, he's the set piece king. But it was only teasing. Like like did I think he was the right signing for Cardiff? I didn't. I've been quite honest about that. I thought that you know Glatzel was good enough to play that type of role. Um, however. I support Kiefer Moore 100% and Cardiff have got to give him the players around him to get the balls in the box like that. Yeah. For instance, a knockout is perfect for Kiefer Moore and Glatzel because you're going to put in quality balls for him to you know, to get on the end of. Um, let me tell you something, mate. Nottingham Forest look mentally absolutely shot. Yeah, I agree. The, the, 
the def- I'm going to talk about it a bit more later, but the defensively all over the place. A even, missing even chances, go for, even go forward, the, ball away. The chances they missed, you know what I mean? Lewis grabbing, he just looked a, he looked a shadow. He looked a shadow of his of his quality. You know, the chance that he missed in the first half, it was. It was just meat and drink for him, you know. What I mean, he should, have, he should have been smashing the net instead. He, he missed the target by a considerable distance, and um, still, I'm still confused by the signing of Lyle Taylor. I'll be honest, the manager's gone two games and he's kept the same formation with one up front. If you've got the, the if you've got the, the apparently the two best centre forwards in the championship and, and you can't fit them both in the same side, then for me, that's concerning because. Going forward, if, if you're going to stick to the same formation, one of those two has got to play out of position for them to play together. Well, mate, right, I look at the two 11s that started and what I would give for Cardiff to have some of those players. Yeah, no. Because I, the one thing which I worry about with Cardiff is we've got no real depth. We've got a lot of good players who are very good. Yeah. We haven't got anyone where I look at it and I think, wow, he's going to change a game. Now, again, going back to Knockout quickly, he would be that type of player. Cool. Um, one thing which did concern me about uh, Neil Harris in the days after the game he said that this season's going to be an uphill battle for Cardiff now that's worrying to me because we were in the playoffs like a couple of months ago and we were I felt like if we made the right couple of signings a couple of loan signings as well I felt like we could not spend millions and millions and be right up there with a chance of finishing top three top four Yeah. now to hear the manager straight away saying after a bad start in the first game where we looked dreadful Mm-hmm. We've looked a bit better in the second game. Not fantastic, by the way. I had a lot of texts and messages off people because obviously I criticised them quite heavily last Friday. I had a lot of texts saying, you know, oh, keep them all, keep them all, blah, 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 blah. Cardiff, you know, it was just whatever. And and I still didn't think Cardiff were that great. We just put no. away our chances. Keith Moore was very clinical and Keith Keith Moore did very well. Um, I'm concerned by some of the comments that the manager said because Cardiff should be looking to sign that one or two players and take them on to the next level and playoffs should be the minimum aim you know it doesn't um, it doesn't fill you full of confidence you know what I mean Rise just put in the chat there that uh, Lewis Grabbing sub tonight and um, Lyle Taylor starting not the answer for me not the answer for me play them both you know what I mean if you're going to get the best out of both you play them both together you know what I mean? It's, it's the, it's the long-term both player. together with Joe Lolly on the way, on the one wing mm. and um, it was it Ami Obi or, or someone yeah. else on the other wing. You know what I mean? I, I, listen, the manager gets paid a lot of money to make these kind of decisions. Mm. He's, he's brought these players in and, and you know what I mean? He'll pick the right team and they'll win a game and everyone will think he's a hero. But it's when they lose, people are starting to doubt and, and add criticism and, and rightly so because of the way they finished the season last season. He's added some really good players. He's lost a couple of good ones. But you, you're based and you judge on results and so far, two out of two, he's... He's having a shocker. Yeah, uh, Craig said there, uh, is Neil Harris trying to lower expectations to reduce pressure? I don't think that works when you're a club the size of Cardiff City, with which is still receiving parachute payments from coming down a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, the, like I said, they've, the core squad is very, very good. They've got some very good players. They've got international players. They've got someone like Lee Tomlin, who is arguably, on his day, one of the best championship players there's ever been. I don't think you can lower the expectations for a club the size of Cardiff. Going back to Forest, I don't know, like Guerrero last year, uh, mate, he was not far off being in my team of the year. Yeah. Um, he's on the bench all the time. Um, Figueredo, 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I agree. But you know, listen, they've got another game tonight. If they don't win tonight, it's going to be under severe pressure. Mm. But I think it could be a combination as well, mate. And we'll move on now because obviously we've got a lot to talk about. Is um, there wasn't a big gap between the two seasons, and they had you know that last day of the season would have killed those players mentally. Of course, it killed the fans. Everything. Yeah. It was. But, but that's that's the same as other teams physically they've not had a brick you know what I mean And um, I just don't think they expected to be I, I think they went into that game thinking they were in the playoffs which mm. is dangerous obviously yeah. I just think they didn't expect Swansea to you know the two results to kind of correlate because mm. all the talk before that game was is it going to be Cardiff or Swansea it was never is it going to be Cardiff, Swansea or Forest a combination of those three mm. but yeah Hang on, is there is. Uh, I went with Cardiff, you went with Forest for that one, so that makes yeah. it one all so far. Uh, Brentford 3, Huddersfield 0. Brentford were back to the best. I thought they were absolutely outstanding. Little passes. The first game at the new ground, by the way, in the league. Um, mm. I thought they were outstanding. Uh, the final goal, which I'm going to I'm gonna touch on later on from uh, Embuemo, was, was, was out of this world. The little one-touch passing, you know, they've lost Ollie Watkins. Um Ben Rama as well doesn't isn't playing. You know what's, what I mean? So what's the he, score with that? Have you heard anything uh, about that? I am hearing that he is leaving, um, which is which is so great for the boy, for great them. for the great great for whoever signs him. But um, listen, probably the club are waiting for the for, for the window. The window's the, the worst problem. You know, we've got two weeks left of the window. If he doesn't leave, he'll play in two weeks' time. But mm. will he be match fit? Um, but at the minute, you look at how good Brentford can play. The manager's very shrewd with the signings. You know what I mean? Um, Ivan, Tony, Ivan Tony, who led the line really well. Um, good centre half again. Had a very good game. And um, listen, Huddersfield had a bad start last season. They've started off bad, bad again this season. You know what I mean? So they need to turn things around very quickly because Huddersfield, they're all over the place. Shouldn't have sacked the Cowley brothers, then, should yeah, they? Yeah, difficult one. Yeah. Um, again, Josh De Silva, outstanding. Um, another one who was, you know, superb last year, and he's hit the ground running. Um, like you say, Mbueno scored a, a beautiful goal. Um, and Canos uh, as well, sir. You know that it's, mm. it's, it's the front, it's, it's the formation, and I just like the manager off for, for for sticking to a formation. But when it's working, it's successful, and you have um, a little bit like the Red Arrows that they're all over the place. Nobody knows who to mark. You know what I mean? And this is this causes teams problems. And when you've got the ability, what they've got, then let run with it. Run with it as much as you can. Of course. However, do you know what I would say for for Forest for Cardiff compared to Brentford is they're playing the formation which fits the players they've got. Totally agree. I don't think Cardiff and Forest are doing that. Um, hopefully, you know, for both clubs, they can find the right formation for the right players they've got. You've got to play. You can't play your manager's favourite tactics, regardless of your playing squad. You've got yeah, totally to agree. play what's best for in you know for your squad. Um, so yeah, you went with Brentford, so that makes it two-one to you. Uh, next up, we had Simon's second team, as some people like to call it: Blackburn Rovers five, Wickham nil. Oh my days! Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, men against boys side. You know, what I mean, didn't mm. start very well. Uh, first half from hell, three 0 down. Um, second half starts didn't get much better with uh, with Charles getting sent off for a, um, a professional foul um, on Armstrong. Armstrong was unplayable. Um, and to be fair, it wasn't for the goalkeeper. It could have been a could have been a lot more as well. I think they created chances. I still think um, 
Blackburn are still a few uh, still a few players away from 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 they getting the strong squad out as well. By the way, um, Bradley Dack still coming back. Um, Stewie Downing getting full f- full fitness. Holtby, um, and I still think I still think they could go and sign um, go and sign somebody else as well. You know because the problem what happened with Blackburn last year, in my opinion, is. Uh, they got they got some some injuries in certain positions and they didn't replace them and yeah, if they if they don't today. yeah if they don't if they don't have the um, if they don't have the squad going forward um, it, it, it could be a long season for them but you can only judge on what's going on so far and four points out of six five nil win at home is just outstanding so great start hat trick for a centre forward clean sheet as well so fantastic start um, one player who really really impressed me probably my player of the weekend actually was uh, Tyrese Dolan. Yeah, exactly. Um, 18, signed by uh, Blackburn from Preston. Absolutely, he ran that game, mate. Yeah, superb. Scored, um, his, scored his first goal for the club as well, which is great. It's always nice to see. We always we always rave about young players getting goals. and Give him uh, a chance. Yeah, he thoroughly deserved it. And he, he probably could have had another one as well, but the keeper saved it. It was yeah. Armstrong who, who smashed home. So, you know what I mean? He had a, he had a really, really interesting afternoon, along with Armstrong. Um you know what I mean? So let's see. Uh, let's see where that can go because uh, Blackburn are a, are a massive club, sleeping giant. If they can get back to the Premier League and, and start splashing money again, who knows where they could go? Oh, Premier yeah. League winners, weren't they? So. And do you know what the other thing is, mate? As well, right? How many times over the since we've been seventy-five shows we've done? Um, how many times have we talked about young players in the Championship mm. excelling yeah. when given a chance, given a run of games? Now, you know, this lad's been signed by Preston. They could have broke him in. You know, put him on the bench for five games, then giving him ten minutes here, ten minutes there. No, starting, run mm. the game. Birmingham with Bellingham and and um, the lad we were just talking about. There, I forgot his name now from Brentford. Um, give these young players a go. If they're not mm. good enough, then you know. Yeah, but, but that's my big, that's my biggest frustration side because how can a, can a club can a club really afford to to miss out on one million, two million, ten million, twenty million pounds because Let's, let's say, for example, and I'm not putting him in the same category, by the way, but Ollie Watkins has had two good seasons, in my opinion, at, at, yeah. um, at Brentford, and he gets sold for 18 million quid plus add-ons. Listen, teams can't afford to turn that down because imagine, imagine Dolan gets sold in three years' time for 10, 12, 15, 20 million pounds. That should have been gone to another football club, and teams can't afford to lose that kind of money. No, yeah, you're right, mate. Um, it's frustrating though from a Cardiff point of view because you know we all want to see and I'm sure from Middlesbrough point of view you want to see homegrown players in those teams you want to see the youth given a chance yeah. um, and I like I look at Joe Jacobson playing for Wickham and it infuriates me because he was on the brink so many times of coming into Cardiff squad they never quite gave him a chance yeah. he's moved on and he's had a very very good career been more than capable yeah. um, and in my opinion should be a Welsh international by now yeah. Um Okay, next up, we had uh, the mighty Birmingham City away to Minnow's Swansea City. <laughs> I'm only playing. Uh, Swansea nil, Birmingham nil. Uh, you went for the draw, mate, which gives yeah. you a 3-1 lead at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, listen, I didn't see many goals in the game. You know what I mean? Swansea won the, the previous home game 1-0 um, from the, the Loney from Wolves. Um, Gibbs, uh, Gibbs-White, Gibbs uh, I look at Birmingham and the way they set up. I, I talk Karanka doesn't uh, let many goals in. Doesn't score a lot of goals. Two games, two clean sheets, one goal scored. Um, Birmingham would have been a lot happier. I thought Etheridge in goal was outstanding. I thought some of the saves he made were, were excellent on his on his debut. No I was, 
Well, there's not no surprise, but I was surprised he played. I'll be honest, because they kept a clean sheet on the first game of the season, and then he was put in. I know he's gone there to be number one, but if you were the goalkeeper who played the first game of the season and you kept a clean sheet, you'd be a little bit disappointed that you were dropped after after winning the first game of the season. So I can see it from both points of view, but he's he's gone down the route of getting experienced players in who know the division, who've been promoted from this division. Etheridge, George Friend, Adam Clayton, Jukovic, um, Sanchez, Bella. Listen, they've got a good side this season, and it'll yeah. be interesting how um, how they can if they can sustain it and if they can continue this good form. Yeah, um, we'll come back to that question, Johnny. Uh, he's asked about Cardiff and Borough. Have they got the youth youth players that are good enough in their in their system? We'll come back to that at the end of the show, mate. Um, I thought Adam Clayton very good. Pedersen, yeah, very, very good. Sanchez, yeah. very good. Um, Grimes, been superb for the last yeah. couple of seasons. Roberts, again, good. They just couldn't break the deadlock and I, this is what I worried about from Swansea's point of view, is if they've got the goals without Rian Brewster did so much for them creatively yeah. and scoring. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think I think they did enough to win the game. Um, I thought, you know, yeah, it wasn't for us. Yeah, they chances, mate. Though, yeah, but for me, I do think Swansea miss a they probably do, they do put a lot of um, a lot of essence on on are you up front and expect yeah. them to score goals. Last year they had another avenue of of attacker. I think Gibbs White will be a, an excellent sign you this season. Surprised no Wayne Rattledge come didn't come on. Um, yes and no, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of Roberts and I like the way he plays. I thought Bidwell's done well as well, so um, I think. But when you need a goal, you know, like yeah, ten minutes at the end, yeah, you different. Do, Sometimes you just look at you look at games, and, and Birmingham were quite physical and quite big and strong. So maybe he looked at the um, at the stature and the size of um, Wayne that, that maybe he, he thought he thought I'll, I'll, I'll match him go like for like. Because sometimes managers do that and, and try and win the battles than anything else. Very possibly, mate. Uh, next up, we had Sheffield Wednesday nil, Watford nil, um, another nil nil draw. Yeah. Uh, neither of us were. I went with Watford. You went with Sheffield Wednesday, so that keeps mm. it at three-one to you currently. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, three-two. By the way, I think um, I think a difficult one because um, there's there's goals in in both sides. Look at the centre forwards: Josh Windass, Jordan Rhodes, Glenn Murray. Um, obviously, Pedro, who who I raved about the week before, so creative. But there was, there was, that wasn't a nil-nil game. You know what I mean? If anybody's seen the highlights from the game, there was there was enough chances and easy chances that there should have been a. There should have been a goal in the game, but unfortunately it was nil-nil. I think both sides will be quite pleased with it. They're both both sitting on four points, um, both sitting on um, two clean sheets after two games as well. So you know, what I mean, they'll they'll both be strong this year. I know Sheffield Wednesday are obviously minus eight left, so um, they're obviously in a, in, a, in a little bit of a different position. But um, I don't think anyone can have any any qualms about about both picking a point up. Izzy no. Brown, by the way, I thought was excellent for Sheffield Wednesday. Yes, he was. Adam yeah. reached back as well. Um, towards the end i got to say as old as it makes me feel I love watching Josh Windass play um, it makes me feel very old but I just love watching him play and, and, and seeing him cementing his championship career and his, yeah. his place in the side um, I also like the um, what's his name Jao uh, Pedro uh, number ten for what? Yeah, I, I, I watched him against Middlesbrough. Sign, I thought he was excellent. Thought he was outstanding. Real, real, real good player. Um, next up, Luton two, Derby County one. Um, Derby County started last season bad sign. To start this season even worse. I just don't. I just don't understand it. I'm sure Cock, who's trying to get the sack, or he tries to make things as hard as he possibly can for himself. 
two goals, both similar, two crosses, can't defend crosses, two good headers. Um, listen, Luton's strengths is getting the ball down the line and crossing it in for Collins. You know what I mean? He didn't score, but the two headers were, were both outstanding. Um, I thought Derby's goal was very good. I thought it was, I thought it was taken really well. Good build-up, good play. Uh, Wayne Rooney missed a sitter towards the end, which could have, um, could have taken the pressure off the manager, but... Did he miss it on purpose? Because he lost the job. <laughs> I do fear for I do fear for for Cocker with he's, he's it's the consistency side for me. You know what I mean? He, he he's, he's 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 either it's either win or lose. There's no in between for Derby at the minute. I don't get it. I don't understand him. Very strange side. I am. Um, I wasn't massively impressed with Cocker's tactics last year. I felt like Rooney gave the squad a lift in January, and that had more to do with it rather than his tactical skill, if yeah. you like. Um, but Luton, look, I said to you just before we started off here that Nathan Jones, sometimes managers are just suited to clubs um, and when they make a step up to a perceived bigger club, it doesn't work out. But I just think that Nathan Jones and Luton is a good fit. And mm. he finished last season on fire, kept them up, and he started this season on fire. And, you know, we talked about last week need and in the preview show the need for clubs like Luton, Wickham, Rotherham they need to get as many points as they can early on because yeah. they might start well but at some point they'll have a drop off and it's important that they get those points and they've been very very impressive, I thought Luton were very good all season yeah. really. uh, Listen, they deserve to win Saturday for sure um, but si, I, I'll, I'll go back on a point which you said you spoke about Nottingham Forest and about the negativity that they finished the season and look where they are now Luton's on the flip side. They finished the season really positive and look how they started the season. So, because we've had a small gap in between two seasons, they've just continued their form from last season through to this season. Um, but I agree there. They need they need to get some points on the board because uh, I do believe the second season hangover sometimes can be a little bit more tougher than the first season. And um, there's some good sides and still some big games to play. So um, even when they play the the Coventrys and the Wickhams and the Rotherhams, they're going to be tough. You know what I mean? Because they're probably going to be expected to win. Long way to go, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 2, Barnsley nil. Reading started last season very, very well. Yeah. Barnsley did not help themselves in this game. No. Uh, two of the two of the probably more silly red cards I've seen. You know what I mean? The second one, I'll start with. It's a second handball for me. He's on the floor. You don't need to handball. You know what I mean? You know it for a fact that you're on a you're on a knife edge of a yellow card. You get another yellow card. You're, you're off the game. And the first one, he didn't really need to bring him down. The centre forward has been really clever. He's cut across him. Um, and he's just bundled him over and once you're in that position and you you need to make sure you step away and um, great centre forward play though by the way but I've been really impressed with it and I thought they were great they got him behind Barnsley so many times um, and uh, and I think they'll uh, they'll upset quite a few sides another big Cardiff early on in the season last season by Puskas when he when he bagged a hat trick I think or two uh, this season Mite for me is going to be he's going to take some stopping he's powerful he scores goals he's He's electric and he's he's really really firing at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Spot on. Reading, I thought were very very good. There was a couple of players which stood out for me. Um, one of which I'm going to talk about in uh, the end of the show. Um, but generally, I just thought they were very good. Barnsley, oh dear, oh dear. I worry for my side because I, 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 but I, I also worry them. Uh, worry for them that that they've sold the kind of players that they haven't they haven't replaced. You know that yes. that it's it's you can't get rid of your best players and not replace them. For me, you yeah. know what I mean. It's 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 going to be a it's going to be a long one. And if they end up do going down sides, it's just been a waste. All all the efforts last year would just be a waste. Yeah, uh, we both picked Luton. We both picked Reading. Um, Norwich City two, Preston two. Um, I thought Preston 
were outstanding in this game. Yeah, they I were. really thought they were good, and I thought Norwich yeah, were, were a little bit lucky. Yeah, they were, I think I think Norwich were. I think they scored uh, they scored a couple of decent. Well, the second goal was a very good goal. I thought the first goal was atrocious, and I'm going to talk about it later on. Um, another. Another goal from set pieces, uh, but I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought it was great. I thought it was a soft penalty, though. By the way, I think the first goal for, um, you know, I think yeah, um, it was um, it was clever play by the by the attacking player. You know what I mean? The defender got himself in an awful position, but um, he didn't buy it. The referee was in a good position. He went down and, and, and he's given the penalty. But I think um, defenders can't afford to do that at any level, especially in the championship when referees are, are that eagle-eyed in the box waiting to to give a penalty. But no, I think Preston. Good start away from home. Um, they've got to try and emulate what they did, what they did last season. Uh, but results like this is going to breed confidence because uh, I, I will I will mention Scott Sinclair's penalty. By the way, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. You know, we've been a big fan of um, certain penalty takers on here. Lyle Taylor for one, but Scott Sinclair's penalty on Saturday with his little, his little stutter, his little skip, his little jump, and then putting Tim Krul the wrong way was excellent. Okay, he's a very good keeper as well. Who he's penalties. got a reputation for penalties, yeah. So mm. um, yeah, it was a good penalty. Um, so I went for a draw with that one. You went for Norwich, which pulls one back for me. Uh, next up was Middlesbrough versus Bournemouth. Uh, oh, the uh, Bournemouth's assistant manager Graham Jones is on the football show Monday. Yeah, um, I watched this game. It was uh, oh, it was nice to see fans back. It wasn't uh, the greatest games of football. Middlesbrough started off okay, created a couple of half chances, but never really, never really got the, to, to the grips of, of of trying to really, really. Get get the get the victory early doors and put the game to bed. And um, the longer the first half went, Bournemouth got into it. Um, uh, I'm not sure if Solanke's been given the first goal, but his his initiative and his his little flick was outstanding um, for the off the corner. And I know it did take a slight deflection, but for me it was his goal. I thought Bournemouth probably edged it at half time, even though Middlesbrough had a couple of half chances. Um, second half, I was probably disappointed with with Bournemouth's tactics that they didn't go and put the game to bed and go go and, go and see Middlesbrough off. Um, Middlesbrough got the probably the deserved equaliser, but for me a draw was a draw was a fair result and um and yeah, I think it was probably a good result for Middlesbrough to be fair because it, it stops that rot of league defeats at home. Um obviously they lost the first game of the season. So they've had a difficult start with playing two sides from relegation, but um obviously no Neil Warnock because obviously um obviously for health reasons. Um so but apparently he brought on the the, the goal scorer from uh, from 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 Cornwall, so gotta give him credit oh, for that. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, we wish him well, of course. Uh, look, Bournemouth got a really, real good side, so I think it was from a Middlesbrough point of view, it was just important they didn't lose. Um, One thing I will say, si, who, who impressed me massively was uh, David Brooks. I thought it was yeah, absolutely it was phenomenal. Exactly, took the words phenomenal. Right out of my mouth. Um, there was one, there was one, there was one shot in particular in the first half that he. Um, he is left footed, but he, he he went on his left. He cut back on his right, and he and he and he just bent one in the top corner, and it was a fantastic save by the goalkeeper. Um, and you know you could see the anguish in his face, and and to be honest, I'll be surprised if Bournemouth can keep hold of him in the next two weeks. And if they can, they'll have a better chance to get in the playoffs than than they will if they get rid of him. Indeed. And then lastly, no, what one but last, uh, we've got Rotherham nil, Millwall one. Um, oh, we both yeah. went for Rotherham. You mentioned yeah. we got I'm sure. I, I'm sure I went for a Middlesbrough draw. You know, last week. I'm, didn't, I'm sure I went for Middlesbrough draw. Well, I wrote down that you yeah. went for. I'm sure. To win. I'm, no, I don't think uh, I did. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Don't, don't take that. I'm sure, but I'll, I'll apologise if I'm wrong. But I'm sure I did. I'm sure I, I, my 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 heart said and my head said two different things. Um, ah, right. The Millwall game. Oh, what a mistake by the defender for the goal. Um, Jed Wallace. There's one person on that pitch you can't afford to give the ball to, and that's Jed Wallace. You know, I think he's had a 
Um, he had a difficult end of the season. Um, he was quiet in the first game of the season, but obviously when you're given an opportunity like that to score, so you're not going to give it up. And, no. um, Rotherham had a, had a real opportunity to um, to win and get six points out of six after beating Wickham first game of the season. So they'll be they'll be disappointed and, and it'll show them though that any little mistake in that league gets punished. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, it's a difficult one sometimes. These teams which have come up, Rotherham, Wickham, etc., they're learning yeah. very quickly. The hardware. That if you make a mistake... You're going to get punished. Same as um, the Premier League teams, by the way. From the Championship, who's gone up to the Premier League, Leeds giving goals away, Fulham getting battered every week, um, West Brom getting beat heavily. You know, the, the, the the gulf in the divisions is, is is massive, and that's that's League One to the Championship, that's Championship to the Premier League. It's there's a big gulf all over. And then lastly, we had Stoke City nil, Bristol City two. I went for Bristol. You went for Stoke. Yeah. Which, if I wrote it down correctly. That means that I won 6-5, I made a comeback. However, if I wrote it down incorrectly, that would make it 6 all. So we'll check that. Uh, but I might have also added it up wrong. So I'll check I, think you have, I think you have anyway, because I've just added it up and I, I've just counted 6 on your things. That's without Middlesbrough, so... 1, 2, 3, 4, I don't know, I'll have a look now. Uh, Stoke City versus Bristol City, anyway. That was a shock result for me, Si. Um, I've, yeah. I was so impressed by Bristol in the first yeah. game, though, mate. That's what yeah, I Yeah, but I was impressed. I watched. Um, I, I was lucky enough to watch Stoke City in the EFL Cup against Wolves, and I thought they were outstanding. And I couldn't see. Um, I couldn't see them losing. I'll be honest. I, I thought they were solid. I thought they were. Um, they had good shape. They, they attacked really well. They scored goals. They looked like they were a threat every time they got the ball. And there's just something with Stoke which just doesn't, which isn't right. And I and I can't put my finger on it. They've got the best squad on paper in the Championship. Or the championships had for a long time, and I just don't get why they're not playing very well together. You know, I mean, they've got a good manager, um, they've got everything in place, lovely grounds. It's just there's something just just not clicking, unfortunately, and for them, for their for for, for their club. But if Stoke can turn it round, they'll be a they'll be a they'll be a team the team to beat this year. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. I I was so impressed with Bristol that first game, and I just yeah. thought they would. They certainly should, but they've spent a fortune. And they got a massive squad. Um, so our predictions was six all, not six five to me. I got a bit excited, um, but we'll double check that Middlesbrough one from last week's show because you might have pinched it. But uh, if it was a draw, it's still one nil to you. Uh, okay, two ups, two downs for the week. Uh, who you got for your ups, mate? Uh, let me just double. Let me just double check. Cause I sent you early on, didn't I? So my first up was Adam Armstrong. Um, you know, I mean, there's not many times in your in your career. Um, oh, I'm on about personally, by the way, because Adam Armstrong is probably going to get loads if he keeps on playing like that. But scoring a hat trick, um, he scored three. Um, he could have had more with it if he wasn't with the goalkeeper. He could have had another one if he wasn't brought down for Charles being sent off. He had a he had an amazing day, um, and you know, I mean, those days don't come around that often. So you know, I mean, he, he needs to cherish it. And Blackburn, if they if they keep on continue to create chances like that, he will go. He will get bags and bags and bags full of goals this season. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So I, I would have probably gone for Adam Armstrong, but because um, you went with him, I went with someone different. I went with same game, same. Uh, sorry, yeah, same game. Uh, Tyrese Nolan of Blackburn, great game, great, great goal, controlled the whole game at such a young age. And when you've got the likes of Holtby, Dak, and Armstrong in your squad, they've pinched this eighteen-year-old from Preston. Great bit of business to uh, to play him alongside and learn from those guys is really good. Really impressed. And, uh, and the thing is, also, you've just, you've just for me, just hit the nail on the other there, though. You know what I mean? That um, Lewis Holtby, uh, Bradley Dark, Stewie Downing, um, Adam Armstrong. Um, 
if you if you if you've got pace and you've got and you make some decent runs, they, them kind of players are gonna are gonna are gonna find you every time. So you know what I mean. He's in a he's in a privileged position that on Saturday tomorrow when he plays again, he's he makes the runs. He'll get the ball. He'll score again. We'll be talking about him next week, and it'll be a, a hopefully a continuation because there's always a player size, isn't it? Who comes out of the woodwork and um, and we rave about them. Oh yes, and who's your second one, mate? Um, I've gone for Mbwemo for, for Brentford. I thought it's, it's the, the third goal for Brentford. Um, I don't know if everybody's seen it. He got the ball on the right-hand side. He, he cut in, beat a couple of players and, and bent it in the far top corner against Huddersfield Town. And Listen, you know what I mean? For for, Hud- for Brentford to lose these kind of players, what they've lost, and then to, to someone else just to just take over, it's just it's outrageous. And it just shows the talent that some football clubs have at this level and, and shows that the championship is... is on par sometimes with the Premier League and, and there's so many hidden gems who are stuck in the Championship who want to go and play higher but you know what I mean they're just performing week in week out and he's one of them Absolutely mate he's uh, superb um, I'd also like I'd like to hear from the people in the chats and stuff who who impressed you who, who would you have as your downs who would you have as your ups uh, let us know um, I've gone for uh, Michael Olise of Reading, another youngster, shout, yeah. scored an absolutely superb volley from yeah, about yeah. 25 yards to seal mm. the game, ball dropping from the sky, such a such a difficult skill in there, he's put it away in style, and he yeah, also had a top, top game, mm. uh, so I've gone for two young players this week, um, who you got for your first down, mate? Um, I'll start with um, the link of... Um the Blackburn Rovers game, so uh, Wickham Wanderers defending. I thought it was just, it was just, it was, it was abysmal. Um, it didn't get any better. Um, it started badly first half was, was wasn't great, and then obviously for Charles, it was obviously one of their main centre halves to get sent off for for hauling down Armstrong. It just it just went from bad to worse. And um, I mean, I watched, I seen Gareth's um, pre- press conference stroke interview after the game, and I, I felt sorry for him because it's, uh, it's such a tough learning curve for a. For a young manager who's who's done so well in a in a short space of time, and I just so hope he he turns it around and, and just gets a little bit of confidence quickly. Say, si, you know that, that that we all know how cutthroat football can be and how fickle it can be, and and hopefully fans don't jump on the back of players, staff, managers, chairman, owners, because they deserve an opportunity. They're the smallest club in the league, and and and, and hopefully he can turn it around with the squad he's got. If not, he can potentially go and buy some players in the window. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, mate. Absolutely. Uh, my first down, I've gone for Mads Anderson um, of Barnsley. They'd already down to 10 men. He's, the first yellow card is just a ridiculous <laughs> tackle. The second yellow card. And you know what, right? I'm not one to criticise uh, broadcasters. Colin Murray and whoever it was, Dean Ashton, Dean Ashton, said that it wasn't a yellow card for that handball. He stopped it with his hand. <laughs> he controlled. He fell over and controlled it with his hand. He may as well have picked it up. Listen, Sam, we're on about, we're on about... For me, it was deliberate. It was deliberate handball. Yeah. And I always thought deliberate handball was a red it's card. It's a red card, isn't it? You know what I mean? But listen, it's a definite yellow. He stopped the ball from going through. He, he stuck his hand out just to move the ball. Control it. You know what I mean? He's so for me, it's, it's a yellow ridiculous. card. It was a yellow card all day. Listen, and... I bet they would have been saying different if they hadn't had the first man sent off. It was just you felt sorry for for Barnsley, and, and I think there's a lot of us who who, who did. And um, but it wasn't harsh. It was it was a hundred percent red card and a yellow card, which second yellow. You can't be, you can't be doing things like that. Yeah, they were both yellow cards, and the and the first sending off was a sending off as well. So Barnsley should be pointing the fingers at themselves yeah. more than anyone. Uh, James says Alan Tate should be a down. Gaz said Hull. No, no bias from the West Ham fan. He said Hull should be down for 
refusing COVID tests. Uh, who's your second down, mate? Um, my, my, my second down's quite... Um, it's like a backhanded compliment, really, because I've gone for Declan Rudd. Um, and Declan Rudd, obviously, for the people who watch the game, I've seen the highlights, seen the goal, it was the, the, the Preston North End goalkeeper um, for the equaliser who, for me, threw it in. Uh, you know what I mean? I've, I've seen it five or six times. And it gets worse every time I've seen it. But then he had an absolutely brilliant game. So, you know what I mean? I felt really sorry and I felt a bit guilty then Life that I the decided goal, to give him it. But, yeah, well, exactly. And I thought that, sign. I thought, obviously, the conversations we've had about, about your son um, and, you know what I mean, that it's, it's, it's so um, important, isn't it, to have concentration levels being a goalkeeper and not switch off. And it, that's all it looked like for me, switched off. But you switch off in a championship game or a Premier League game, it's such high profile and, and shows like um, the, the, with the goals that you, that you watch on, on, on TV and shows like ours that, Unfortunately, you make a mistake, you get punished, and you know what I mean. I think he's fully deserved because it was a, it was an awful mistake. But I'll give him credit as well that he, he made up for it with some fantastic saves. If a striker makes a mistake, it doesn't matter. Really happens. It doesn't matter. Right, even a right back, right centre back, they get right normal, they'll get some cover, or the keeper will dig him up. Keeper right makes yourself. a mistake, it's a goal. <laughs> um, it's just the way it is. You've got to be strong mentally, which leads me into my second. Down. And Si, you've got to be mad to be a goalkeeper. Oh, you've got to be apparently. crazy, mid. Apparently, um, my uh, my second down is not Forest as a football club, because they look mentally lost. They look their defending was terrible. They missed easy chances. They're making basic mistakes, giving the ball away. Everything about them just looks like they are mentally not there. I don't know if it's a hangover from the last day shocker, or them, and then obviously the quick turnaround between seasons. Um, but they need to sort out the, menta- the, the mentality within the first-team squad. And they need to do it quick, or they could find themselves in the situation Huddersfield were in last year, whereby you're, you spend three-quarters of the season battling to relegation because you're so far behind. Um, and you know, their squad is too good to be in that situation. But then so is Huddersfield's on paper. No one's too big to go down. They need to sort it out, and they need to sort it out quick because they look lost. I totally agree, Si. And, and listen, you're on, about, you're on about a football club here who's, who's won championships, who's won the Champions League. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's a huge football club and they need to get back to where they're going to be. And how on earth they're going to get to get back anywhere with what's going on there at the minute is, is beyond me. Yeah, so uh, we're going to finish off with some questions. There's a couple which I'm going to go back to um, before we finish off. But of course, Monday we have... Uh, Bournemouth assistant manager Graham Jones joining us, so I hope you'll all join us there live 7.30 Monday for the Andy Campbell Football Show. Um, got some really good shows coming up on the channel as well. Um, too many to plug. But That'll be huge, though, si. just, just, just uh, Sorry to interrupt there. Yeah, no, no. Um, Graham Jones, uh, his, his career, you know, the people he's worked with, clubs, he's, you know what I mean, Belgium, you know what I mean, yeah. the players he's played, he's, he's, he's had a Belgium, um, Roberto Martinez, Everton, um, you know what I mean? It's just it's it's, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? The um, the clubs he's worked at, and the players he's played with. You know what I mean? And now he's he's got himself another interesting job um, with 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 pressures what come with it. You know that um, that the expectation at Bournemouth will be promotion, and and I'll be interested that to, to see how he um, what he says about um, about the championship this season. Because obviously it'll, it can coincide with uh, with what we've been talking about today and what we'll be talking about next week as well. So uh, be really interesting, show. Yeah, yeah, and you start very often. You get to speak to a current uh, manager or assistant manager 
on a you know a, sh a show like ours and stuff. Uh, so it'd be really interesting. I'm really really looking forward to it, and I'm sure we'll get some clips for the championship show as well. Um, okay, so Johnny Wish asked earlier on in the show when we were talking about giving youth players a chance. Uh, he said, "Have Cardiff City and Middlesbrough got young players in their ranks which are good enough to be given a chance?" Now, I guess what he's getting at is. If you haven't got the youth talent there, you can't give them a chance. Now, I'd argue that Cardiff probably have, but they've refused to give them a chance, and some of them have now left. But um, you talk about Borough a little bit. Oh, listen, Middlesbrough have had probably the most successful um, youth success rates bringing players through. Stuart Downing, Jonathan Woodgate, um, Ben Gibson... Um, uh, Adam Johnson, Lee Catamall, Andy Campbell. Um, you know mm -hmm. that you can you can go back 10, 15, 20 years. They've been very successful. They've made a lot of money from young young players, and I think which is important. Um, they played first team games. They've been successful for the club as well. So I think they've got the players now. For me, side the, the biggest question is: Are they given the opportunity, and are they being trusted? You know, what I mean, I look at um, and I'll use the two managers, Neil Harris and Neil Warnock. Both of those managers are under pressure and they're both under pressure for results and results only. And are they trusting young players enough um, in case they don't get the results because ultimately they'll lose the jobs, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll use Cardiff and Cameron Cox as a as a prime example, you know what I mean? That Cameron was touted around to be, um, and rightly so by the way, um, the next big thing. He played a couple of games in the in the, in, in various cups. Uh, didn't get an opportunity in the league. Uh, I saw enough to just to warrant a, a little run in the side and, and see how he, how he held his own. Didn't get that opportunity. And as a young player, what are you going to do? Do you, do you hold tight? Do you, do you just sit and wait and, and potentially ruin a, a young career when you've got all these aspirations? Um, and, and listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condoning um, dropping down to certain levels and, and, and playing there. But you know what I mean? I've kind of sitting and had an impact on where the, where the boy is now. You know that yeah. if he was trusted... Cardiff City could have sold him this year for ten, twelve million pound, and 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 made the money that they've lost. For example, same as Middlesbrough, yeah. you know the, the amount of money that the that the, the teams generate. I just think players need to be trusted by clubs and managers, and forget this under eighteen, under twenty three football because the non competitive games. And if you're good enough, doesn't matter what age you are, you've got to be thrown in. Yeah, spot on, mate. Um, so Cardiff released this in June, just gone ten youth players or 10 under 23s um, so you had Warren Burwood uh, I don't know much about him admittedly Cameron Cox Connor Davis was highly rated Jacob Evans was I heard was pretty good mm. uh, Lloyd Humphreys don't know anything about him Tristan Jones uh, Shamar Moore was supposed to be exceptional uh, Ryan Price and Sean Spence and Lawrence Watton uh, Sean Spence and Shamar Moore I heard were very very good um, but they were released, in my opinion, and it's only my opinion, not based on anything else. Um, they were released for financial reasons, not footballing reasons, because they, because of COVID, because of this, yeah. that, and the other. They also um, released a couple of under under 18s as well. Now, at least three three of those players could have been playing League Cup football this year, or could have. Been training with the first team and, and and trying to make a make a statement. Um, Neil Harris 
has got a history of playing young players. Mm. Have Cardiff just released players that potentially Neil Harris would have given a chance this year at certain points? It's a, it's a difficult one, Sarah, though, isn't it? Because, uh, you know what I mean? I think Neil Harris has, has obviously gone to Cardiff because it's a progressive club. It's got finances, you know what I mean? More than he's been used to. He's been working on a shoestring at, um, at Millwall. Um, and he's gone to a club who have spent money in the past, they'll spend money in the future. Um, they're a big football club with um, with huge ambitions. And, um, you know what I mean? So he's, he's, he's not having to... Um, dip into the youth team left, right, and centre, and bring players in, and it's a different, different way of looking at it, a different mentality. And sometimes, sometimes you miss little gems here and there. And and, yeah. and, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they haven't, because you know what I mean. You, you can go back to probably the most high-profile one in the world that um, Newcastle United released Alan Shearer, and they had to go and spend 15, 16 million quid getting him back. If that's yeah. if that's if that's 2020 era. You're looking at 150 million pound back. Yeah. And these kind of mistakes can't happen, no. um, and 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 rightly so. And I, and I just think young players deserve an opportunity and a chance to play at a certain level, Championship, Premier League, and um, instead of playing lower league and having to build themselves up. And um, and I just hope that you know what I mean that that, that that young players do get an opportunity because we all wanna we all wanna watch a, a young local talent and because we always you can affiliate with them because you know them from a certain area or you know the dad or you know the cousin or you know somebody who knows yeah. them. And it's, and it's great because you, you can see the passion, they'll run through a brick wall for that football club. And um, You know what I mean? I loved my time when I played for my hometown club. And you know, I, mean, I got more chances than, than anybody in terms of if I had a bad game, fans would still adore me because I'm a, I'm a borough lad and, and, and they know how much I love the club because everyone's allowed a bad game, by the way. So it's, um, you know what I mean? I just think, I just, I just hope that the club's like Middlesbrough, um, like Cardiff, like Norwich City, you know what I mean? Because they're big spenders, you know what I mean? That they, they don't lose out on all these young players because of extra finance or they go down a different route. Yeah, spot on. Just before we go to the last two questions, um, I was also going to say, if you go back to the show I did with Talk Sports Welsh correspondent Lawrence Mora, he talked passionately about the young talent well, young Welsh talent specifically, um, which some of which are playing at like Man United, Liverpool, people like this. But he also talked about some of the players in the Cardiff and Swansea systems, which are just not getting a chance. So the players are there. It's just managers have got to be brave enough to to pick them and yeah. give them a run. And if they make a mistake, don't just drop them straight away. Give them time because the fans will give them time. Mm. I totally agree, and and to be honest, I we, and we spoke about this about uh, about playing in front of no fans that that players can 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 go and express themselves and 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 feel there's no pressure because you there's no fans there there's no pressure so yeah now enjoy yourself and exactly exactly. Um, okay, last couple of questions. Uh, Leslie asks, what does Andy think about Warnock throwing in the towel in the cup? Uh, will he be also throwing the towel in the FA Cup as well? Uh, I, I was disappointed with the team selection. I'll be honest. I was disappointed that. Um, I listen, I see every opportunity to uh, to win a game and, and breed confidence, and um, uh, potentially go to Wembley. You know that, that I was brought up in that era with Brian Robson. That uh, if we played Chester City, Ravenelli would play. That I didn't. Uh, I didn't get an opportunity in the cup because um, because he was playing a week inside. I got an opportunity in the cup because I was. In his best eleven, you know that that he played his best side he thought possible to win a win a football match. And sometimes, if 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 the league's more important than than a cup, great. But we played one league game for me, particularly best side out. You just lost a game. Go and try and win it, um, and breed confidence for the Saturday because 
as a centre forward, you want to play as many games and score goals. As a goalkeeper, you want to you want to keep a clean sheet and, and get confidence. But unfortunately, the, the the game backfired a little bit. Got beat by Barnsley two nil, um, and especially after what we said about Barnsley tonight, you know what I mean? That's that's probably even more concerning. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't know. Sorry, listen. I'll, I'll, it's I'll not give like it a, the players are tired, is it? I will give the other example last year. You know, listen. Cardiff played Luton Town in the in the EFL Cup, whatever it was last year, um, and I think they had four thousand fans there. And he changed the full eleven. And and Cameron did play that that night, by the way, because I watched the game. And um, and they got beat two 0 And it, it, it has a knock on effect the following game yeah. because you. You, you haven't got time to train because because players are playing games, so you're missing training sessions. You you're then focusing a negative going into a game on Saturday. For me, you, you're positive, positive, positive. Going to a game, win it. Going to the next game, win it. You know what I mean? You're not going to win every game, but go and try and win a game. Spot on, mate. And lastly, Gaz says, in our in our opinion, who would we like to see Cardiff City sign? Uh, you go um, first, mate. <sighs> Probably not individually, but but I'm on about position-wise. Uh, probably a right winger. I'll be honest. I think uh, a, a right wide man, um, somebody to fight with uh, with Gavin to Gavin White to go and um, to go and drill some balls in the box to take people on to be nice and positive. I think down the left with Junior Hoylet and um, and Josh Murphy. I think they've got enough enough quality. Two centre forwards. I think Lee Tomlin will play um, anywhere. Two centre centre midfielders and the three centre midfielders. I think are, are strong in there anywhere. Um, Defensively, I think they're strong. Uh, another goalkeeper, perhaps, to, to give Smoothies a battle because now he's lost a, a good goalkeeper. So for me, probably a goalkeeper and a experienced keeper, maybe. Yeah, or, or it, a, a youngster. Just somebody to keep, somebody to put uh, put pressure on a on a goalkeeper who's doing well because he's seen off a very good goalkeeper. So I, I, what you don't want to do now is 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 start making mistakes because you know you're not going to get dropped. Well, that's not the way that it should be. So keep keep fighting for your players by getting pushed by somebody else. Yeah, I'd like to see Cardiff sign a number 10 um, because we know that Lee Tomlin's unlikely to be, uh, you know, fit for the whole season. Um, I think Henry Lansbury from Aston Villa could be a good shout uh, as cover or to fight it out with um, Tomlin. Um, I'd also like to see us look at some Welsh talent, Nico uh, from Liverpool on loan maybe. I don't know if we can loan any more players though. Uh, Neil Taylor from Villa. I don't know if he's available, but I think he'd be a cracking signing for Cardiff. I maybe that's maybe looking a bit too big. Um, and also, like I agree with you, we need a winger, uh, someone with pace who can deliver good balls into the box. Yeah. Knocker excites me. I don't think it'll yeah. happen. Um, he excites me. Cardiff have always done well as well. Looking over to the uh, the Scottish league, we've always been you know done really well when we've looked to the likes of Aberdeen yeah. and uh, so any I'd go and have a look north of the border see if there's any young pacey uh, wingers number 10s if we do sign a striker it needs to be uh, a short like not short necessarily but a pacey goal scorer who can play off Glatzel and keep them off yeah, well, there is there is one. Um, there's one called uh, I'm sure it's called Sam Cosgrove for for us uh, for Aberdeen. Um, scored goals. I think he's early twenties. Um, scored a few goals. He scored a few goals uh, in his career. I think he used to play for Wigan. Um, so, yeah, there's a. I mean, there's, there's players. Up, there's players north north of the border. Record. Yeah, yeah, especially for, for Aberdeen, especially so. Yeah, twenty eight and sixty five. He scored for Aberdeen. Yeah. 
So, you know, I mean, there's always players who, um, you know, that, uh, and I'll use... Uh, he wouldn't cost millions, mate. You know? No, no, I totally will. You look at, um, was it um, Adam Ro- was it Adam Rooney? He left He left um, Aberdeen for Salford. Obviously, for financial reasons, I'm guessing, you know what I mean, from, from where they were. But, you know what I mean, the pe- people leave to come north of the border because of better football, uh, more money as well, you know what I mean, because and, and the transfer fees, because apart from um, the big two, you know what I mean, the big games don't come around very often in Scotland. Indeed, yeah, mate. Um, another boy I really like is um, oh, what's his name? Oh, he plays for Newcastle. Uh, he's got a brother called Sean. Uh, Long, right, so Longstaff. Sean Longstaff. Longstaff, yeah. But his brother, I think, is on the fringes. Uh, the gin- Matty, the, the, I think it is. Ginger, is it Ginger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like both of them. Yeah, um, no, and no, I Ma- think Matty Longstaff staff. Is on the brink of the first team, yeah. so I wouldn't mind having a look at him. Uh, Craig there says Mark Harris in the under twenty threes for Cardiff is uh, very good. So you know the, this, the, I I do not buy the excuse that there's no value in the market mm. because I guarantee you, for instance, Sam Cosgrove for Aberdeen, you've just mentioned there, probably get him for two million, three million. Not even that. I would have. I would. I would have thought. I also don't buy that we're selling Callum Patterson to um, anything to do with wages when you're then in the next breath linked to Anthony Knockart, who's mm. going to be on a lot more than Callum yeah, yeah. Patterson. Totally um, okay, guys, appreciate you, uh, you all tuning in and, and getting involved. I know the Friday slot is completely different to the Monday because you know people are doing stuff and they're spending time with family, etc. etc. So I appreci- appreciate you all joining us. Uh, we'll be back Monday for an all-new Andy Campbell football show with special guest Bournemouth assistant manager Graham Jones. Big thank you to Black Diamond Sports and, of course, Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show. And um, check out, I'll have a new show out on Sunday, as well as many other shows. And I've got an exciting new series coming with some uh, very interesting subject and names coming, which we'll be announcing shortly. So stay tuned. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow at AC Footy Show for all the latest news on guests and uh, clips and stuff from previous shows. In the meantime, we bid you a farewell. Have a great weekend. Come on, the Bluebirds. Come on, the Borough. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and Mummy and Daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. I belong, I belong to you. I belong, I belong to you. You do just what you want.
Podcast Network.